0: The following is a presentation of the Billip Sports Media Network.
1: The ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and FC! Name FC. What is up everybody? My name is Hector Flores and finally Name Intern- FC is back for sheesh, I don't know how long last last time we recorded, but we are back. I am back. I don't know why I said we, yeah, we're still not available cuz I don't have an assistant still. Um almost maybe soon, hopefully. I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't promise you anything. But I was told I was going to get an assistant pretty soon. Uh and my job, obviously you guys know, I work for the Houston Dynamo and all that. But yeah, so I it's been basically a week since I came back from GA Cup. Um, this episode, I will talk a little bit about GA Cup just because I thought it was a really cool event. So I will talk about it a little bit. But um, this episode, I won't be talking about headlines. I'm actually gonna do uh, a look at all the leagues. So obviously, English Premier League, La Liga, uh, Syria, Bundesliga, and uh, and Liga and Liga 1. because um, you know. The seasons are almost over, so we're going to look at that. Um, actually, as we speak right now, uh, actually, it's over. Um, Bayern Munich has lost to Manchester City, so they are eliminated from uh, the Champions League. So we now know who's in the semifinals. We won't talk about that just because like, the semifinals won't be till like May 9th. So maybe a little bit closer down the road, we'll do a preview on that on that game. But, uh, so we won't talk about that, but, you know, uh, exciting thing is just that there will be an Italian team in the Champions League final. How will they perform? I don't know. But, uh, especially cause on the other side, you have Real Madrid and Manchester City. So I guess that's a little, sn- li- a little snippet of, of, we know who's in the semifinals, which is, uh, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, we won't talk about that until maybe a little bit further down the road, but We will look at at the league, see where they stand, Um, and then we will, the next half, we'll be previewing some big matches that are coming up this weekend, so just so you guys have a good episode for you guys. Um, So, before I take a break, I just want to say this episode is sponsored by Konzori. Fellas, have you ever wished you were a little bit taller? Maybe you matched on Tinder, but her profile says, must be over 6 feet. Maybe your day wants to wear heels, but she can't because it'll make her taller than you. Well, I got the short kings covered with today's sponsor, Konzori. Konzori makes shoes that make you up to 2.8 inches taller without anyone knowing. Look, girls get heels, makeup, and push-up bras. Why can not men get a boost in confidence too? We're all in the same height laying down, if you know what I mean. For a limited time only, our listeners get an extra 15% off your order with the code INFC at Konzori.com. The site is already 30% off and with our code you get an extra 15% off. That's 45% off your entire order. Support our show, check them out at conzuri.com and use code INFC. Not only do Conzuri shoes make you up to 2.0 inches taller, but they're also incredibly stylish and comfortable. These are not old man velcro shoes. You'd get compliments on your Conzuris even if they didn't make you look taller. They have styles for every occasion too. Smart, casual, sporty, you name it. On top of 30% off the site, our listeners get an extra exclusive 15% off discount at Conzori.com. The code INFC, that's a total of 45% off. Use code INFC at Conzori.com. Go to i.com with code INFC. When I want to get high, I put on a pair of Konzori's. So we'll go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with episode 127.
0: We have breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products, that's right, they are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to Manscaped.com and using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble and trouble with Manscaped Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-Blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. So make sure you get 20% off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com by using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com.
1: All right. Before we get going with this episode, make sure you guys uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. Try to get back into the groove of things here, man. Uh, GA Cup and all of that really, really took a big toll on me. But let me take this time to go ahead and talk about gen- the Generation Adidas Cup or GA Cup, as I've been saying it uh, lately around here in this episode. Um, I will say, hands down, it is such an amazing experience. Um, it is essentially, it, it's an academy tournament. Um, majority is MLS, uh, MLS academies, but they do invite, uh, academies from across the globe. Uh, there was teams from Mexico. There was teams from Brazil. There was teams from Nigeria. There was a team from Nigeria. I don't know if there was teams, a lot of teams from Europe. Uh, Real Madrid was there, which was really cool. I got to meet those guys. Um, so that was a pretty cool moment for me. Uh, you know, the Houston Dynamo, the U15 team, just an amazing tournament that they got to experience obviously they didn't win it but um you know being part of a of a three goal comeback upset against Arsenal uh probably just a huge milestone for the academy just you know especially where the academy is right now right now it's trying to set a new standard and and I think that this tournament definitely set the tone of what exactly this academy wants to get to and and that is to get out of the, the group stages and go into the knockout rounds and Go far further than what they did because it was a first round exit in the knockout rounds for for the academies, both the U17s and the U15s. Still, amazing experience, great tournament, so much fun. Met a lot of great, cool, really cool people. Um, but if you ever get a chance to go check out GA Cup, I highly recommend it. Um, you know they're doing a really co- co- uh, good job uh, with you know with the MLS's partnership with Apple TV. They did have some of the games available for streaming. Not all of them, but they did have matches that were available to be streamed, um, including the finals. And so, and I mean, congratulations to Austin FC for winning the U15 uh, Generation Adidas Cup, and then Philadelphia Union for winning the U17s. Um, Philadelphia, I will say, is the standard right now for MLS academies. I think that's where everybody wants to strive to be at, um, and and I think the just the fact that both both academy teams made it to the final is it, just telling of how good these academies are so almost had a shot at, at winning both tournaments but i mean both were in the final um does it suck to see Austin FC and then FC Dallas was the the team in the seventeenth final um it did it did hurt me cuz I, obviously i don't want to see them making it to the final but you know it i think it just it's just fuel fuel to the fire for at least the Dynamo academy to Let's one up these guys. And actually, they do have a prime opportunity to try to one up FC Dallas. Um, cause the, the Dynamo Academy will be taking on FC Dallas' Academy on Sunday. So I'll be excited for it. Uh, obviously, it's always fuck Dallas, but, um, it's, it's just a good opportunity to, to try to see where, you know, see where your new standard is now going to be in. But Generation Adidas Cup, highly recommend it. Um, if somehow this podcast is able to become my, sole of source of income, I would love to do visits at GA Cup because I think it's a great experience. You meet a lot of great people, so just wanted to put that out there Um aside from that. But like I said, we're going to start looking at all the leagues. We're kind of near dwindling down to the end of the seasons, and so we're going to go look at them, kind of break them down. Um We'll start off with Liga Imequis because they're almost near the end of their Clausura season, their closing season for those of you who don't know what Clausura means. Um, well, I don't know what it it actually, no, yeah, closing. Um, so they're kind of near the end of their season, obviously. Then they'll go to the playoffs, which I can't wait to preview that because, um, but let's get going in those, uh, eight spots for the reclassification part of the tournament. Teams are Pumas, Atlas, starting from 12th place, going all the way up. Okay. Pumas, Atlas, San Luis, Santos Laguna, Cruz Azul, Tigres, Pachuca and Leon. Um from this just keeping an eye on because we I believe they only have 3 matches left before the end of the season. Um actually is it 3 matches? No, uh, 2 matches left in their season. Um so Pumas, Atlas and you can even throw San Luis and Santos Laguna who are the bottom four the, the bottom half of the reclassification side could easily all not be in there. And the reason why I say that is because you have teams like Querétaro and Puebla who share the same number of points as Atlas and Pumas with 17. Um San Luis is only has 18 points and Santo Laguna only has 19. So it is it is still a very open opportunity for Querétaro or Puebla to jump into the reclassification. So that is something to keep an eye on. If you are watching Liga MX or if you're not, and you want to get into Liga Amegas, that's like a storyline right there that you can keep an eye on. On, I guess, the flip side of things, um, you know, you have teams like León and, and Pachuca. They're maybe trying to get out of reclassification and get into, in the top four to fight for a spot in an automatic, qual- automatically be put into the into the playoffs instead of having to do reclassification. Obviously, if you get into the playoffs, you, you have home field advantage, which can take what you want, but they would be the higher seed essentially, and would, that would benefit them, especially in, as you know, Liga Mekki is the way they do their, their tournament. It's a two leg series, um, not including reclassification. So that is just something to point out, but Leon and Pachuca are those two teams that I would say that have the higher probability of being able to move into that top four. And now the top four, the teams that are automatically in as of right now, obviously barring any changes. And on top of the league right now, you have Monterrey with 34 points. In second, you have America with 30 points. In third place, you have Toluca with 28 and Chivas de Guadalajara with 28 points. Um, I think this is honestly just a really good <laughs> top four. Um, like I said though, Leon, Leon and Pachuca can easily jump over um Toluca and Guadalajara, Chivas in Guadalajara, they they can easily jump them over uh pending how they do in form, if they take dips. So right now this is this is what's being fought for, especially those last two spots. I mean, Club America could maybe dip as well, but I mean we'll we'll see how how it goes down there. Um but I I will say so far from this tournament, I think the the the, the team to really to really beat um it right now obviously monterey being being where they are but they have also allowed uh they're tied for allowing the fewest goals the other team is actually uh leon um but so obviously pretty solid defensively um the one thing that they'll probably have over leon is that they've actually been able to score goals with 29 so far this season um but i mean they're the only t- the only team in, in the Clausura right now that has double digit wins so that's probably the obvious reason as to why they are where they are in the first place. But it's obviously a combination of uh of scoring of being able to score goals and, and and allowing the fewest. I mean, some team I mean, they're not the highest scoring team. They're definitely in the top three. They're actually tied with Pachuca with twenty nine goals. Um, and then on top of them is Toluca with thirty points, with thirty goals, and and America that has scored the most with thirty four goals. So but, I mean, you know, especially in, in, in Liga Mekis, especially when you're talking about the playoffs, it's always the teams that are more well-rounded, the better defense, the well-balanced team, and Monterrey is clearly the, the, the most balanced team in their first place for a reason. Not saying that this is the reason why they'll win, uh, the Clasura, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on, uh, for sure in this tournament. Um, but yeah, that is where they are right now. Like I said, if you are not a Liga Mekis fan, but you want to get more into it, I would definitely keep an eye on on that bottom on that bottom part of of the table for reclassification which is you know 9 to 12 cuz that could be a very different uh you know si- side of it but I think this is going is is going to be set for a really good tournament and I and I can't wait for the uh the playoffs of League I to start because it is one of my favorite leagues to watch like but a, none is like literally my favorite so hopefully we we can get some get some good games from that one as from, as we get down to it but that's league I Meki's. all right now we're, let's start <coughs> start going with league gun oof man I don't know what the hell happened there all right in the relegation well we'll start with relegation zone then we'll look at uh you know Europe and then obviously the Champions League and obviously the first place team um in relegation right now we have Strasbourg. In seventeen, Troyes with twenty one, Ahasio with twenty one, and Angers with fourteen. Angers, there's like no shot that they can they can come out of this. They are with fourteen points, so like they're they're going back down to to league two. Um, you could say the same thing for Troyes and and Ahasio both have twenty one points, um, in the standings. So they're they're also going down on that seventeen place spot. That's the one that I would say is Kind of, a little bit open. If Strasbourg can turn things around, which they they did win their last match, and and you know in front of them is teams like Nantes and Brest, and even Auxerre, who's in the fourth team. Like, if they can find some form and maybe these teams slip, you know Strasbourg can get out of relegation, and one of those three teams that I just mentioned could possibly get put into relegation. So, it, it's still up for grabs. Don't don't underestimate that at all. Um now looking at the European qualifications. So right now in the Europa Conference League spot, it is Lille. Lille with fifty-five points. Um the the team that would be most threatening to them would be like Estadenez and even Club Leon, who are both in six and seven. They obviously if they take a dip in form, all that stuff. Leon currently has has yet to have received a loss in the recent matches. Maybe someone to keep an eye on that maybe can jump in. And getting at that Europa League spot. In the Europa Conference League spot. Sorry about that. Um, in the Europa League spot, we have Monaco, um, who is currently with 61 points, but they can also jump over RC Lens, um and, and get into that Champions League spot. So like I tell you right now, third place, RC Lens. But their Champions League spots a little bit different because they have to go into a playoff to get into the Champions League. So that could easily turn to an Europa League spot or, you know, Champions League spot, depending on how they perform in that. But Monaco and RC Lens would be ones to watch. Olympic Marcial is currently in second place with 64. Um, kind of in a, you can kind of say that those, so Marcial, Lens, and Monaco, there could be some shipments going on just from those three teams alone, just because of how close they are in points. And then in first place, Champions, most likely, automatic champions league spot. It with seventy two points, like I said, not even it's 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 gonna take it's 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 just not gonna it's realistically it's basically it's done. They're the league on champions and that is PSG. Um I mean they're a powerhouse, you know, Messi looks a little bit more like the Messi we're more familiar with. Um they still have all the names, they have Mbappe, all that. Um yeah, they looked like they look like the team to, to beat. In League One, I won't say that by Champions League, but in League One, they are set to lift yet another uh, League One title. uh, Because, like I said, there's nobody close to them. They have 72 points right now. Closest team is Marcial with 64, and um, that's a lot of catching up, uh, to be honest. So, which I mean, it can happen. Um, I think there is still some games left. I mean,. I mean, there's still plenty. There's still pl- there's still plenty of games left, but it is a big it is a big league unless PSG just somehow chokes it. But I don't see that happening. But right now, PSG is right now the front runners for league on. I think they're gonna win it, but you know, you never know. Famous last words, that some people may say. So that is league on in in the Bundesliga in that relegation zones. Um, We have Hertha Berlin with 22 points, Schalke 04 with 24 points. Like I said, both right now currently in that automatic relegation zone. In the relegation playoff, so in 16th place in in Bundesliga, goes into a relegation playoff game with a third place team from the the Bundesliga 2, I think is what it's called. So Stuttgart right now is in a position where they would have to play uh, to get you know, to just you know, that all they have to do is just beat the team that's uh, in that third place spot to stay in the so they still have a chance to stay in the Bundesliga next season. Um, but when you're looking at points, as far as that goes, Stuker and Schalke are both tied with 24. Um, the goal differential is, is definitely a huge difference between the two, but that could honestly, like I said, Schalke maybe find some luck, can go ahead and, and, and get out of there, at least get into that playoff game. Um, Bochum might be a team to keep an eye on because they do have 27 points. Um, maybe look at Hoffenheim and Augsburg as well as they both have 29. But I think more likely those two, Hoffenheim and Augsburg, will probably be safe. But Bochum could be the team that maybe falls off and ends up in the relegation zone. So that is definitely a part to look at in the bottom side of of the Bundesliga. Now going into the top part, uh, going into an Europa Conference League qualifier position right now, is Bayer Leverkusen with 44 points. But also be mindful that below them you have in ninth place Wolfsburg with 40 points, Mainz with 42, and Einstein Frankfurt as well that has 42. That these the, these uh, these three teams could easily find some form. Maybe they get, a, a maybe Bayer Leverkusen takes a dip. And next thing you know, one of these three teams that I mentioned could jump over Leverkusen and take that sixth place spot. It is, it is a very strong possibility. Um, in the Europa League, uh, spot, we have SC Freiburg with 50 points. Um, I'm sure they want to improve their odds as they have, as they can possibly jump over RB Leipzig with 51 and Union Berlin with 52. So, keep an eye on on those matchups. Um Freiburg definitely has some form, has at least gotten points in their 4 of their last uh 5 matches, so that is something to keep an eye on for for um for Freiburg in the Champions League spots. In 4th place you got RB Leipzig with 51 and Union Berlin with 52. Like I said, that's the reason why I highlighted them earlier cuz they are very close to SC Freiburg in that in second place you have Borussia dormant with 57 points and which this is like i said this was going to be the year where we finally had a little bit of a battle for the bundesliga title just because at this point bundesliga has been just the Bayern Munich show and it does get a no i understand that that does annoy people sometimes but it's to me still the bundesliga is a really good league um but Borussia dormant could actually get a chance to win the Bundesliga this year because Bayern Munich who's currently at first place has 59 points so it is a very 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 close um, race for the Bundesliga title this year Bayern Munich obviously fired Nagelsmann now they have uh, Thomas Tuchel taking over Bayern Munich um, which I mean I'm still that's still a head scratcher for me for Nagelsmann getting fired but but hey, here we are, and uh, so. But I mean, this. I think this is probably the most exciting uh, time to be watching Bundesliga because it's finally competitive, at least in the top side of it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, so right now, ich Dorming might be able to win. We might see that. I'm sure everyone would be ha- would would want to see that. But like I said, till proven till I'm proven wrong, Bayern Munich is always going to be the top team in the Bundesliga. That's just my my thoughts on that one. Um, but that is the Bundesliga. Going to Serie A, who I think has been the more interesting league to watch. Not saying that it has been, uh, it's been competitive, but it has definitely been one that has intrigued me. But looking at the relegation zone, uh, at 20th, at 20th place with 16 points. Sampdoria. I don't, I don't think there's any way of them getting out of that if, unless they just find some form. Um, with 19. Still quite a long shot, but maybe more more actually no, probably not. I feel like these two probably are gonna get relegated. Uh Hells Verona has twenty three points at eighteenth at place. Um and so the teams that I would say that maybe could take a dip I would say is look at Spezia, who currently has twenty six points, and I've actually lost two of their last five matches. Um and and honestly the other three results have been two draws and a win. So they are definitely taking a little bit of a dip. Um, You know, I mean, points are points, but still, when you're this close to the relegation zone, that's not the kind of points you want to be getting, especially when it's two draws. Um And then you have Lecce. I think Lecce is the one that I would maybe say has a more better chance of losing, getting into the relegation zone than Spezia, because they're currently with 28 points, and they have lost four of their last five matches. And the, they recently just got a draw. So this to me is the team that if they start slipping, it could really get ugly for Lecce and could end up going into the relegation. Um, and could get relegated in, into back to Serie B or Calcio B. I forgot what it's called, but so there is some things to watch in the bottom side of this, of this league. It's not set in stone there. Um, in sixth place, which is a, Europa Conference League qualifier position is Atalanta with 49 points. Um, Juventus and bo- both Juventus and Bologna have 44 points. So it, it would take Juventus and Bologna to find some, which is crazy to think that we have Juventus not in a European competition position. Um, aside from just not being even in the Champions League discussion. But I, I will say though, with, uh, 40, I mean, they would obviously have to be able to handle their business, but Atlanta needs to start, would need to be slipping as well. Uh, but not necessarily terrible form. I mean, Juventus is coming off of losing two matches back to back, but have won three of their last five. Uh, Bologna has at least maintained, have not lost in their last five matches. Um, uh, so that's something to keep an eye on, but Atlanta still getting results. Um, so that is, but, you know, they're also not that close off to that Europa League spot, which is at fifth place is Inter Milan, who have 51 points. But keep an eye on them because they have lost four of their last five matches, um, even though, they're, <laughs> which is funny, because they're currently uh, at a position to possibly make it to the Champions League. So but yeah, just keep an eye on them. That That's one like that's a, that's a huge big dip for for Inter Milan. Um, they could easily slip slip out of a European spot uh, just because of right now taking a dip of form. Possibly could be just the reason why they. Uh, maybe they're more putting more of an emphasis on Champions League right now. But, you know, that's that could be one way to look at it, but I, I think that they would want to improve their odds in their league as well. And in fourth place is actually the team they will be facing off in the semifinals, and that is AC Milan who is in fourth place with 53 points. They are in a Champions League position right now. Um, have gotten points in their last four, or five, uh, four of their last five matches. Um, not great results because three of those points, those results, three of those four results are, have been draws, but still able to build up points in, in some sense. Maybe also kind of could be someone that's like putting more of an emphasis on Champions League because they are in a position to make it to the final. Uh, but, that is something that, you know, still they need to be able to compete in their league. And I think that's just something that's going to come because I think AC Milan's a little bit of a younger team, in my opinion. Um, Inter Milan, uh, they're both, they're finally coming back and being a competitive team, which is great to see if you're a Serie A fan. But yeah, um, in third place with the, with 56 points is Roma. Um, just, you know, obviously Jose Mourinho is doing something there. Um, so that is, you know, winning three of their last five matches. Uh, so they, they definitely want to make sure that they are in a strong position to get into the Champions League, which I'm sure Jose Mourinho will love to, to keep, keep bragging about being the successful coach that he is. I think also Roma is still in position for the Europa League. I could be wrong on that. I haven't really been following up the Europa League, but we'll find out when we, when we cover them, when, when we cover the Europa League, uh, semifinals. Um, in second place, we have Lazio with 61 points. Um, they have yet to have lost in their last five matches. So definitely have had some form recently. Um, it's, it's really cool what I'm seeing right now with, with the Serie A just because, like, it's not the three, the, you know, the, the big teams now. Like Juventus used to kind of be similar to, like, the Bundesliga where it was, and, and League on where it's just one team winning it year after year after year. But like now, as as recently, we've been seeing other champions. Like we're seeing the rise of AC Milan, the rise of Inter Milan, um, coming back. Um, you know, teams that we we rated very highly at one point, like Atalanta, kind of taking a little bit of a dip. But maybe it's just because like the level of competition is getting better in the Serie A, which is to me the best thing for for a Serie A. Um, especially when you think of like all the history that's with the Serie A and a lot of the Champions League winners that are in the Serie A. And I mean, some of the legends that have played in the Serie A. So it's, it's great that it's building its reputation back to be, hey, we are the third best league. We're, it's, we're, it's not the Bundesliga, it's Serie A. So I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying the Serie A a lot this season because it's finally competitive. And and I I think that's what you want to be seeing these leagues doing. Like, I don't want to see the same champion year after year after year. It gets very dry at at one point. So it's really cool seeing, like, not the teams you would expect to be in a championship spot. Because that just tells you that the league is getting competitive. And I think that's a good thing. Maybe some teams are taking a dip, but maybe that's because some teams are getting complacent. Um, This is basically me taking a jab at Juventus. But, like, now your league is getting competitive. And at first place, and who have just maintained it, stirred the course, have been one of the better defensive teams. They're not the best defensive team because that team is actually Lazio. Um, But has definitely been the best scoring team. And, like I said, that's a great combination. Um And that is Napoli, who have 75 points. They're in a very, very comfortable position right now. Could are possibly going to be officially going to become the champions of Serie A this season. Just an amazing story this team has had. They did get eliminated from Champions League, but I think Napoli this season has exceeded everybody's expectations of Napoli. I don't think there was any expectations of Napoli. I don't think anybody was talking about Napoli, and if you were, you're you're probably fucking lying. But just what an amazing season that Napoli has had. To make it to the quarterfinals of the Champions League and then having just this run that they're having right now in Syria, possibly going to be lifting the Syria trophy by the end of the season. And like I said, scoring 66 goals this season, allowing only 21, that's a 45 goal differential. That is just complete and other balance right there. Just lethal attack and able to support that attack with a really decent, with a really good defense. So good job to Napoli, man. That is, I hope they win it. I think it's it just adds more that this league is getting more and more competitive. I think this that gives, if you're a Serie a fan, I think this is the this is now the time where you can finally be proud of this league because the league is competitive, and I think that's the most important thing of anything about leagues is that if it's not competitive, it's not going to be taken seriously. Um, but now we're seeing more and more leagues get a little bit more competitive. Maybe not league on. Bundesliga starting to get a little competitive again. Uh Serie A getting competitive again. La Liga some may say is not competitive, but it's you know obviously it's my favorite league, but it does it's still competitive. Yes, it's the same three teams that we see up top, but you have it, it's not the same champion every year. So that's why that's my argument for it. But uh but yeah, Napoli top dogs right now in Serie A more likely to be the winners of the Serie A. Um so I'm excited for that. So that is uh syria and then la liga which like kind of an interesting segue to get to it but so the three teams currently in that relegation zone in 20th place with 13 points they are very clear that they're going to get relegated is elche um they're just there's there's no there's no coming back they're going down espanol at 19 with 27 points who has yet to have gotten a result in their last 5 matches. They are just taking up just they're, they're it's it's a they're they're sinking. They are just sinking um and if it wasn't for the fact that they don't have 13 points like Elche does, they would probably be on 20th, but they are they are definitely getting sent down to le- uh to to um the second you know the second division. Um in that 18 spot with 27 points as well. Is Valencia, which this is uh, an interesting situation when you're with Valencia because, um, obviously with some of the players that are in Valencia right now, this, this means this is like blood in the water for some of these big clubs or even just teams that will be in the first division to go in and start snagging some of these players. Eunice Munza being one of those players that I'm thinking of. Um, so 27 points. Now there are some teams that could maybe. Maybe swap one with one of these teams with 27 points. So, Espanol and Valencia have still have a chance to get out of that relegation spot because Almiera, who's sitting at 17th, has 30 points. Cadiz has 31 and 16th place. Getafe at 15 has 31. And then, uh, Real Valladolid also with, uh, at 14, also has 32 points. So, that's still like, I mean, maybe Real Valladolid is the safe, one of the safer teams, but that's still a lot of a point, Teams that are still really close in points that could call, can easily get da- sent down to, uh, to you know the second division in, in Spain. So I mean, obviously Valencia needs to find form, win some matches, um, and to get out of there, so they can still maybe manage to do something, but. Um, it is not looking bleak, but I will say props to Sevilla because I think last time, last time we checked the the standings, Sevilla was like at was in the bottom as well. So it's great to see that they were able to figure something out there. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, because they are 13th place with 35 points. Now, in the top half, in that Europa Conference League qualifier position, is Villarreal with 47 points. Um, below them is Athletic Club Bilbao. Uh, with 43 it's a, it's a possibility but I wouldn't necessarily say that like Villarreal is worried about them I think they're more they're more focused on trying to improve their position because um, they are very close to the teams that are in front of them especially in that fourth and fifth place spot which I'll say in fifth place with the Europa League spot is Israel Betis with 48 points um, very close so that could easily be monument. Villarreal can try to jump over them and then in that fourth place spot for the Champions League with 51 points is Real Sociedad so I will honestly say keep an eye on Villarreal Real Betis and Real Sociedad because that is going to be a battle to see who can get a Champions League spot um so that would be the the, the part of the, the league that I would say keep a really close eye on besides the relegation zone I think that that is definitely a place to go to keep an eye on now in the top third place you have Atletico Madrid with 60 points who are coming off of a hot streak right now who have won five of their la- all five of their last ma- all of their last five matches um definitely a found form whereas you have in second place Real Madrid with 62 points just not being consistent doing great in Champions League they're you know obviously going to have to go up against Manchester City but they're in the champ- you know doing well in Champions League as a, as many No, that's, that's their tournament, but, um, they have just hit a rut in, in, in La Liga, and it has been hurting them as, as they have led this huge open lead for Barcelona to continue to build on. And obviously, in first place is Barcelona with 73 points, um, collecting results in their last five matches. They're coming off of two draws in their previous matches, but right now, very comfortable. It's not even close. I think, if anything, Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid are just trying to see if they can compete in getting second place. So that is La Liga. I think just Barcelona has been able to focus on La Liga to the point where they're they're in a the comfortable position. There's not really much else they can, they're going to be competing in. So this is literally it for them. Real Madrid, I mean, still have Champions League. They still have Copa de Rey. Uh, so they're, they'll probably have more focus towards that, those tournaments, but obviously want to at least finish in a respectable position, um, for La Liga. But I, the, like I said, I understand that La Liga is a very, <laughs> I, I understand that it's maybe not the sexiest of leagues. I get that many people don't care about it, but if it wasn't for the fact that Barcelona and Real Madrid existed, but I still think it's a very good league and, to me is one of the better it's probably one of the top leagues in 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 the world. Um and that's mainly probably cuz of my bias cuz I'm a Real Madrid fan, but uh yeah, like I said, Real Madrid just kind of led they they I mean, Barcelona did their job. They won their matches. That's you know, they they covered what they needed to cover whereas Real Madrid just were we're just we're just not getting the results in. And also, you gotta give props to Barcelona. They have only allowed nine goals this season. That is that is just that is just fucking impressive. That's just very te- Ter Stegen one being one of the top goalkeepers in the world. But Barcelona's backline, I think, is has been very solid, um, along with their attack, who have scored fifty three goals. Though the top scoring team is Real Madrid with sixty one. But obviously, like I said, they have lacked consistency this season. But yeah, Barcelona. Looking very likely to win La Liga. In the English Premier League. Obviously starting with the teams that are in the bottom. We have Southampton with 23. uh, 23 points. And I will say. Maybe. Maybe could get out of there. I think Jesse Marsh is actually with Southampton right now. In 19th place you have Leicester City with 25 points. Um, Like I said. This is probably a little bit more open. All right, um, 18th place you have Nottingham Forest with 27 points. Like I said, these are the three teams at the bottom, but I things could change here. Things could change if they can find some form because all three of these teams have actually lost. lost all of them lost four of their last five matches, and the other, the 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 one the one match that they all did not lose in were draws. So they are def definitely need to find some form, that's for sure. Um, and then on top of on at 17th place, you have Everton with 27 points, who has has yet to have won a game since that last fifth match. Um, so they have gotten draws, but they are definitely taking a dip in form as well. In sixteenth place, you got Leeds United with twenty nine points. Um And have lost three of their last five matches, but they have at least gained, gotten wins. Um, West Ham United, I wouldn't say have to worry too much, but they do have 31 points, but they also haven't played, uh, they have, they have, they have a game on hand. And they, they're they're still, they still haven't played, they need to play one more game. But definitely, I would say Leeds and Everton are the teams that could possibly end up taking it, dropping down as well. So I would say from 20 to 16th place, is where to watch as far as the relegation zone battle goes because it is very open um, as far as that goes. Depending obviously if you can start getting some results, which is gonna look it's gonna be a daunting task depending on who they have to take on. Like I said, Southampton, Leicester, Nottingham Forest, Everton and Leeds United. Um yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But in the top part of Um in I believe Okay, this, okay, this is a, Google is not doing me well. Um, I believe seven plays goes to the Europa Conference League. I could be wrong on that, don't add me, but at seven plays, you have Brighton with 49 points who are currently in that Europa Conference League spot. Um, it could change though, because they do, they've only played 29 matches, everybody else's, majority of the league has played 31, so that could change. So they still have maybe have more room to to spare, uh, in Brighton. Um, behind them is Liverpool with 47. So Liverpool trying maybe trying to at least get into some European competition. It is Europa Conference League, but still need to get into at least some sort of competition. Especially the way Liverpool has took a dip this season. Um, might want might want to better their odds. In sixth place, you have Aston Villa with 50 points, who have one have been on a, quite the winning streak as of lately. Um, like I said, fifty points though. So them and Brighton and Liverpool are very close to each other, and they're actually very close to the other Europa, Europa League spot in fifth place. You have Tottenham with fifty three. Um, yeah, there. That's a very close. This is a, everybody's really close to each other. I'm actually gonna say that um, because in fourth place in that Champions League spot, which I'm sure Tottenham. Aston Villa, Bryant, even Liverpool would love to get 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 their hands on it is Newcastle United with fifty-six points. But on top of that, in third place, you have Manchester United with fifty-nine. So everybody is very close to each other in from third to to eighth place. Not necessarily the, the teams that are on the bottom side are closer to them. They'll probably need to do a little bit more things and hope for other things to get closer to them. But everybody that's a like on top of someone or below them are very close from starting from third all the way to eighth. they're very close to each other that could change a lot of things drastically in the Premier League but yeah Manchester United 59 points now the top part is obviously where everybody wants to see and that is right now Manchester City with 70 points and coming off of a hot winning streak right now winning f all all of their last five matches and then you have the 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 darlings of this season which is arsenal who have been first place for quite some time majority of the season and have 74 points so they have a four-point lead and also i gotta add manchester city also has to play arsenal has a game on hand over manchester city so manchester city i mean could jump over arsenal arsenal um and and win another premier league title and so obviously everybody knows i like arsenal but the thing i will say about arsenal i think kind of similar with napoli have exceeded expectations this team i don't think anybody thought that when the season started that arsenal would be contending for the premier league title i think more i think a lot of people felt like the, the next thing for them was to get into the champions league the champions league spot was the 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 next thing for the the progression of this team and this team just really literally just jumped over that and right away competed for the Premier League. Um, a really good goal-scoring team, seventy-four goals um, allowed, thirty-one goal differential, forty-three. Have been pretty a pretty well-balanced team. They weren't the best defensive team because the best defensive team is also the best scoring team, and that is Manchester City. So, the best team is literally Manchester City. Arsenal, though, like I said, I think if if Arsenal wins it, this is going to be one of the the biggest just who would have thought moments in, in the Premier League besides Leicester City. But for me, um, I think even if Arsenal does not win the Premier League, I think they have exceeded everybody's expectations. I think Arsenal fans can be proud of where this team was not that long ago to now where they are. Uh, just what an amazing run that what just an amazing season that they have had this year. Um, yeah, they didn't win the Europa League um they're they're not competing for FA Cup uh they're not competing they didn't compete for Carabao Cup um but I mean just to be where they are now this is a lot of hard work you have made Arsenal a place where players want to go to and so I think that you can take that with pride because if you think about it Arsenal's close that's what I'm gonna say Arsenal is close they are very close to where they want to be, where the fans hope they could be, and that is to be a contender for not only the the Premier League, but a contender for the Carabao Cup, a contender for the FA Cup, a contender for Champions League. This young core of players that, that the club has bought in and added a few pieces here and there, it's like this team is just close. Maybe they need to add another piece next season and they're ready to go, but this team is definitely I think a team to watch in the next coming years because, and hopefully they, they, they stay with the course. They stay the course because I think what everything that Arsenal has done, everything right to where they are at this point. So I think if you're an Arsenal fan, this is your club. Like I said, I like Arsenal. I, I identify myself as an Arsenal fan, but obviously my club is Real Madrid. I just want to continue to remind people that. But I, I think take, I think this is a, just to be proud of Arsenal right now. If, I'm not trying to say that, like, I I hope they don't win the 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 Premier League because I want them to win the Premier League. It's just that, like, just to be just going back to being that honest Arsenal fan that I am, they've exceeded the expectations. I don't think there's there's any if they don't get the, the if they don't win the Premier League title if Manchester City ends up jumping over Arsenal, uh, one I mean Arsenal just has to win out. They just have to continue continue handling their business and, and making it difficult for Manchester City to jump over them. That's all they have to do near the end of this season. But what I will say, and I will continue to say, is I think that this club has exceeded expectations. I don't think anybody would have thought that Arsenal going into this season would be where they are. I, I And so I think with that, Arsenal should be really proud of themselves. They're going to be in the Champions League next season. That is not without any shell of a doubt. They will be in the Champions League. I think the only thing that's left for them is to just finish it out and win the Premier League if they can. It, and if not, I think they can still hold their heads up high, knowing that they where they where they've where they've gone to where they were before, where they were two seasons ago. So I think I think this is a really great place to be if you're an Arsenal fan right now. Uh, and I'm sure people are not enjoying watching Arsenal fan TV because <laughs> Arsenal fan TV is only entertaining when Arsenal's not doing well. But here we are. So that is the Premier League. That is all the leagues were to this point. Obviously, MLS. It's still early, so I'm not going to do anything like that. But I will be taking a break, um, and then when when I get back, we will look over some preview some games coming up this weekend. So get ready for that.
0: Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Fill Up Sports
1: Alright, and we are back. Alright, games that are coming this weekend that I think you guys should keep an eye on. And that starts off with, and a little bit of bias, so shut the fuck up, is the Houston Dynamo taking on Inter-Miami. Houston Dynamo coming off of, honestly, a really good run. Uh, They have won three of their last five games, which were all at home. They basically lost, they've won every home game. Um They have come off a very positive result against New York Red Bulls uh at New York, so their first road point this season, and they are going up against Inter Miami, who has yet, uh who has not won a game in their last five, so there has been some struggles. Dynamo, so far this season, have scored nine goals to Miami, six goals, and they have both allowed eight goals this season. Um... Use Dynamo only has a goal differential one. Um, Inter Miami has a goal differential negative two. Um, So it is going to be a a very. It's it, obviously Miami has something to prove. They want to end their their losing streak. Um, Houston want to maintain that fortress that they have right now in Houston. So I think for sure um, it's an interesting matchup uh, nonetheless. But um, as far as like previous matches, the last time the Dynamo faced uh, enter Miami. It was actually April 2nd of last year. So a little bit more than a year ago. Um, and they won 3-1 to to enter Miami. Also, I should add that, uh, Hector Harrell will be returning, which is obviously a big X factor into this game. Um, as he has, he's, he's one of their top scorers. Um, so having him back into the mix would be very, very big for the team. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it is, you know, have him back, you know, guys like Steve Clark, um, uh, perform well, goalkeeper, having, as having the clean sheets that he's had so far in Houston, but, uh, but he- the return of Hector Herrera, I think is a very important one to mention just because, you know, he, you know, he got, he got, he was suspended in the LA Galaxy game, so, um, he couldn't play in the New York game, could have been, could be a reason why they didn't win, but, uh, just, just something to, to notice. Um. Um. Anyways, aside from that, though, uh, it's also uh April nineteenth, which is what I'm recording this episode. Is not is Hector Herrera's? It's also my brother's birthday, but it is also Hector Herrera's birthday. So it's birthday weekend for Hector Herrera. So I'm sure that he wants to make sure that he ends his, you know, con- concludes his birthday week. With three points against Inter-Miami. So, that is one game. That's the game to watch in MLS, in my opinion. I know. A lot of fucking bias there. But, nonetheless. Um, in Liga MX, we have America taking on Pumas. Obviously, America. Right now, where they, the position that they're in. Versus Pumas, who might want to improve their position. And the reclassification. Um, but, yeah. Keep, keep an eye on for them obviously you know club america you got henry martin um you know doing his thing but i I think recently uh zendejas uh the u.s player but america has not lost in their last five games um so that is something to keep an eye on america like i said has, has been the top goal scoring team this season um puma's definitely not necessarily one of the better teams uh as far as you know, having a good mixture of goal scorers and defense, they have a goal differential negative five. Um, so it is a, a, a real big matchup. Last time they faced off, America cleaned them up, uh, carved them up three nothing. So it is a robber game. It is teams from, you know, Mexico City. So you definitely know that they want to perform well, but that is the team, the game to watch for Liga MX In, in France, we have Lyon versus Olympic Martial. Um, I mentioned that Lyon maybe want, can try to improve their odds, maybe try to get into that Europa Conference League spot. So they would definitely need a, a big game from, uh, Alexander Lacazette, uh, for the team. Um, as far as anything specific, I mean, Marcial is definitely the better goal scoring team. Also, a little bit better on the defensive side. Um, though they're very close. Um, Last time they faced off, Marcial won one nothing back in November. So, but like I said, right now they need they need to get results and for Leon. So that that's where it's all coming from. But it is a big rivalry game between Leon and Marcial. So definitely keep your eye on that one for league one. In the Bundesliga, we have Borussia Dortmund, who like I said is trying to finally shove Bayern Munich off of the Bundesliga and finally win the Bundesliga title after Bayern Munich's reign of terror if you if you will. So this is a real big matchup for for Dortmund against Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh last time they faced off was back in October where Borussia Dortmund won 2-1. Borussia Dortmund have scored 62 goals this season have only allowed 39. Um so definitely a, a better balance in defense if you will. Um versus Frankfurt who do not score a lot of goals and have given up 41 goals this season. So this is going to be the big test for for Dortmund can they continue to win matches because especially if they want to jump over Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich may may slip up but it, it, Dortmund won't be able to take advantage unless they fo- take they handle their business. So we'll see if Borussia Dortmund can finally jump over Bayern Munich this weekend. Um in Serie A we have Juventus taking on the the more likely winners of of the Serie on Napoli. Um yeah, this is this is a big one for, for, for uh for Juventus. They need to make a statement here. They need to get back into a European competition spot. Napoli definitely very comfortable now, but guess what? They are not in the Champions League anymore. So their focus is now Serie a, Um like I said, best scoring team, best def pretty good defense. So, it but don't sleep on Juventus defense. I think that um there has been some lack of consistency for Juventus, but it's still Juventus nonetheless. If they can come out here and upset Napoli, um they can definitely improve their chances of getting a European competition spot. So, we'll see how that goes. In the in La Liga, I was about to do English Premier League, but then I realized. Uh, I look, I get it. I know I'm. I'm very biased towards La Liga, and and I will. I will stand firm with my take of La Liga, but, um, yeah, it, it's just, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it, so. Um, so in, in the, in the English Premier League, we have, well, okay, so there's some issues going on with, with loading it up, loading up my, my Liga game. So I'll go, I'll just do uh Premier League. We have Newcastle United taking on Tottenham. So like I said, when we were talking about the English Premier League table, Newcastle United and Tottenham both trying to fight for that last Champions League spot. So this is, this is, this, this is what Tottenham is all fighting for now at this point. Is trying to get back into Champions League. Um, you know, there's so many unknowns going into next year, so a Champions League spot could definitely be helpful for them and entice some teams. Um recent last time they faced off, Newcastle beat Tottenham back in October. Um as far as, as this game at these games go. Um Tottenham is the better scoring team with fifty-seven goals this season versus Newcastle's forty-eight goals. Um, as far as goals against, Newcastle has actually been a lot better defensively, with only allowing 25 goals, and Tottenham has given up 45. So obviously, the better, more I guess, the better balanced team is actually Newcastle United. Um, obvious. But when you think of Tottenham, you think of the names like Harry Kane, Hugman's son, even Perecich. Um, so there is a. If there was a, I mean. I don't think Newcastle should necessarily think that they're going to just walk over, um, you know, Tottenham. But I mean, Tottenham, Tottenham right now is desperate. They, like I said, they need to get into a Champions League spot. They need to some. They need to entice whoever they end up trying to bring in as a coach to to Tottenham, and, and also trying to keep players or trying to gain players is all going to be content be on the fact if they can qualify for a Champions League and not an Europa League or an Europa Conference League spot. Though it would be very hilarious for them to be in the Europa Conference League if you ask me. Um but yeah, so that is the game that's in the Premier League. Um okay, let me stop popping up for me so I might as well uh So, my game for for La Liga since I'll I'll go ahead and wrap up the games with La Liga is They will be taking on Atletico Madrid. So we do have a singing bet on the line this weekend. Atletico Madrid have yet to have lost have gone in a five game are are are, are have are in quite the winning streak right now. Barcelona has yet to have lost in their last five games. So it is it is a very, very big matchup here um, as far as form is concerned. It is the heavy favorite is Barcelona, obviously. But it is a good chance to see what uh, these teams could do um, in this game. It is a, a huge one, um, though. I think I think uh, there's, you know, I like i are just doing with some injuries. So the big thing will be, obviously, what does Barcelona have planned? Like, I mean, the, there's a lot of drama going on with Barcelona, obviously, with the scandal with the referees um, and all that. But they are still a top team and needs to be respected as that. So, keep an eye on this game because well, I'm I'm obviously going to be rooting for Atletico Madrid cuz I need Barcelona to lose. So that is that's is, that's where if you guys want to know where I stand, that's where I stand right now. But that is some games to look forward to this weekend. I know that there's a lot of games, but at least that should be a big a good guide of what to keep an eye on, especially going into this weekend. Um so before I wrap the show up, my closing thoughts and my closing thoughts for this 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 week is actually just racism in the beautiful game. You know, we always talk about how awesome this sport is. How mean we, me and Edward, have always gone to acknowledging about how much we love what this game can, is really capable of, and that is really just bringing so many cultures together. Uh, you know, one of my favorite things is that uh, of soccer is just. You may not speak the same language with some people, but the fact that you play this game, it, it's, it's a, it's a common language. It's, the game is such a common language. Everyone plays the game, the same rules as everybody else does. And it's just sometimes all you need is a ball and you can build very good friendships from that, just from that, this game. And it's one of the things that I love about it. But there's so many cultures and that's the thing that's like so, that's the best part of this of this game is that the, the fact that this is the world's game, everybody, majority of everyone in the world loves soccer, and it's one of the things that I feel would be the thing that unites us is is soccer as a sport. I'm not there's other things obviously in this world, but in the sports world, soccer should be that one uniting thing that gathers everyone together. We've heard stories about how wars were stopped so they can watch Pele. So like we have all these cool things that we hear about how this game unites us, but we still gotta remember we live in the world we live in. Um, these past couple game, these past couple of weeks, um, we have dealt with just constant issues involving racism, um, from the MLS with the New York Red Bulls player. That uh, uh, said, a racial slur to Jeremy Bobasie from the San Jose Earthquakes, to uh, Romelu Lukaku being racially abused by the Juventus fans, and he gets hit with a ban. He gets suspended, and, and uh, you you kind of have to remember the human element of this of this world that we live in. Um, racism is still well and alive. I think that there's no. Nobody is going to make that argument that it's not um if you try to make an argument that it is um I would love to hear it but to the, we are a lot fur. we are we're a lot closer to the beginning than we are to the end of of racism because clearly we still have those moments where we we try to show that we we're progressing and we're moving forward, but then it's moments like that happened in, in the Juventus Inter, uh, Inter Milan game or what happened towards uh, towards Jeremy Obobasi of we haven't progressed. We we take steps back when moments like that happens. And in moments like that, obviously, just because we take steps back doesn't mean that we cannot continue to, we cannot try to improve. And, and the big thing as far as when we deal with, with racism, and it, and it's something that, me and where we have talked about many times on this podcast because it's a world it, this is the world sport and the world involves it like even i'm sure people are going to tell me dude shut the fuck up about racism you know but it it's the world we live in it's unfortunate but it is and and you know we're not progressing we're not we're not because if we had progressed you know one i i understand that Lukaku reacted in a, a way that maybe not many people would approve of, but what do you do when you're in that situation? Um, you, you have to make it clear it's not right. It is not right. It is never right to say certain things, to say things towards a person, towards a human being. Regardless of what the, the, regardless if it's racist, sexist, homophobic, all those things, it's, it's, it's not right. I know that we continue to say if you can't if you can't say it at home, you shouldn't be able to say it out there, but that's really the key phrase in that sentence is what is being said at home what how are you being taught? How are you being raised because that is really the core of it all How to really truly, truly truly stop racism is making sure that it's being taught well at home, and that's not something you really can enforce. And that's not saying and that's not something I'm saying that we need to enforce. But it is it is upon us as a generation. It is no longer pawning it off on another generation or blaming another generation. That generation is over. We are in the current generation. We are in the generation of information and and everything everything is is, is attainable through our with our hands. Literally on our hands, information is attainable. And so for me and and i and it starts with us we need to have these discussions we need to make it clear by making sure that the next generation knows that this is not how we treat people that this is not how we speak to people until we don't until we don't until we do that we will continue to have this problem racism is still alive and well in this world do not think that it isn't because we would, if it, if it wasn't, we wouldn't have issues like we, we did in Italy. Issues that we had when a player said it. A, a player. You know? We have one scenario where fans are doing it. A group of fans are doing it. And, it, and I'm not saying that these guys represent the whole, but it's, it's, it's a segment. And that just tells you if there's a segment that's still with it, it, it is a lot more bigger than you think it's it's something that I will say it's upon everyone. It's upon me too. It is, it is our responsibility. We need to take ownership of this responsibility of teaching the younger generation's rights. Teaching them that it is not about the color of your skin. It is not about your sexual orientation. It is not about your gender. It is not about your religion. It is about who you are as a person. Who you are being being the bigger person being nice being kind being empathetic those are the things that we're we need to start teaching people not because they're different we should not like it they should we should teach people about tolerance i don't care if you don't agree or with with certain people's lifestyles but that is not your place to say that is not your your that is not your job your job is to just coexist that is our responsibility as human beings, is to just coexist, because we all live in the same world, and last thing we need to do is just make it shittier, so, and I know I'm going in a tangent, and I know maybe I'm kind of moving away from racism, but it is a larger scale of what we need to be doing, a lot of things are being, needs to be corrected, because as much as we're dealing with issues with race, we're also dealing issues with homophobia, we're also dealing issues with genders, so we need to, it goes back, like I said, it goes to uh, it comes to us it starts with us we need to start teaching how to be humans how to be people because if we don't do that it's going to continue it gets, it's going to get it this is we're going to have more multiple instances where things like this happen it's not going to change until we make the change happen so that is my closing thought i could have probably got a lot longer honestly but that is my closing thought um, it is unfortunate what Jeremy um uh, Lukaku, and many, many other players have experienced with racism. In um, all they want to do is just play soccer. And I'm sure that's really what you want to do as well. Is just listen to me talk about soccer or watch soccer. But we can't because we have issues like this come up. So that's my closing thoughts on the issues that happened with Jeremy Obobese and Lukaku, which ended up having me expand to multiple other issues that I feel also need to be addressed as well. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Belly Up, the Belly Up Podcast Network. You can follow them at Belly Up Sports and at Belly Up Media on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you guys check them out. We are really, this this is really growing and, bol- and I'm really excited to be a part of it. I know I've I've been away for a bit, and yes, my job is definitely causing a lot of things for me to not be able to record sometimes. But I promise you, I'm always gonna try my best to make content. Hopefully, I get an assistant soon so I can go back to doing the show with Edward because I don't think that this show the show isn't as fun as as it is without Edward. But I still enjoy talking soccer. Um, but yeah, follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Sports and at Belly Up Media. Um, I want to give a shout out to Roosevelt Spencer, man. He created the Instagram FC logo. He made, not, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. My bad. I'm giving him, well, obviously, shout out to Alejandra Gomez. She created the Instagram FC logo. We love her so much, so very much. But yeah, go ahead and check her. Uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll give you, uh, if you guys follow us on, on Instagram, um, we'll have a link for you to go ahead and, and message, uh, uh Alejandro if you need some logo work done um uh, well now Roosevelt Spencer man Roosevelt Spencer man the word there's not words that I can't describe what this guy means to the podcast not only to the podcast but to me man this dude's my brother from the Marine Corps um but he makes the beats uh you know the intros and the outros for this podcast I am actually currently editing these episodes uh because of just because of how hectic my schedule can be so to make things easier, I'm I'm the one editing these episodes, but Spencer used to edit our episodes as well. But you know, I always appreciate all his hard work that he does for the beats. But um, yeah. And if you guys need some beat works done, dude, if you guys re- like listen to our intros and outros, and, and you guys are like, damn man, these these sound amazing. Well, hit him up on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope at t h a t g u i d o p e. If you guys need some some beats done, man, hit him up. I'm telling you. He's going to start getting expensive, man. So make sure you guys catch him early before he starts becoming big because he's going to be big. Um, but, yeah. Um, once again, thank you to Konzori for being our presenting sponsor for this episode. Uh, check out their website, dot com. Use the code INFC. You'll get an additional 15% off on your order at com. So thank you so much, Konzori, for being the presenting sponsor. Uh, Thank you for listening to episode 127. I know if it feels like an eternity since the last time I, I got on here, but promise you we're getting back to regularly scheduled programming. Um, even if it's just me till the meantime till I'm able to get Edward back on. But thank you so much for listening. Catch me next week um for some more soccer content. Thank you so much. Take care.